All right, well, hey, everyone. Uh, it's so glad to be here today. As Jake said, my name is Matt Townsley. I'm one of the uh, elders here at Riverwood. We are continuing in our Summer of Psalms. A couple weeks ago, um, we learned that without God, uh, it's not worth it. And then last week, Jake brought the message to us, and he shared about um, in the midst of depression, in the midst of challenging times, how, how can God be our provider? Today, we want to continue our Summer of Psalms as we consider uh, Psalm 46. And I especially want to welcome those of you that are joining us online, whether you chose to join us here online or here in Drosty Hall. Uh, we're just so glad that you are connecting with us here at Riverwood. Um, I will never forget the Christmas in which my grandma gave my brother and I our very first and only Nintendo Entertainment System. How many of you like, can remember the time? that you got like your first video game system, Atari, Commodore 64, Nintendo, or otherwise. You know what I'm talking about, all right? Yeah, okay, so with Nintendo came Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. Like that was the best game ever until Mario 2 came along, right? And then I will never forget the birthday in which my grandma then gave us Super Mario Brothers 3. And why was this special? Because we were the first family in our entire neighborhood to have Super Mario Brothers 3. And that was awesome until the Super Nintendo came out, and then it was Super Mario Brothers World, and you guys know how this goes, right? Like the next video game system, and the next Mario game, and the next Mario game, and then Super Mario Brothers Lost Levels or something came out. Like, it's just never ending the next best thing. Some of us, though, like right now in the midst of our crazy world, wish there even was a next best thing, right? Like, because we are so, like, overwhelmed right now with the coronavirus was like, whoa, and then all of this like racial tension in our world right now is like, whoa. And as I've talked with a few of you this week, like it just feels like instead of the next best thing, it seems to be like we're all experiencing the next challenging thing in life. And sometimes we seek out, rather than God, we seek out temporary things in our life to try to fill our lives because life is really heavy right now for a lot of us. And that's why I am so just, I'm just, I'm just like wowed with the fact that a number of months ago before the pandemic, God placed it upon my heart to share with you today from Psalm 46. Psalm 46 is another one of those great verses that speaks to us in the midst of life. The main takeaway point from today is for us all, no matter where we're at in life, to be still and know that he is God. So if you would, open up your Bibles with me to Psalm 46. We're going to dig into Psalm 46 today. Uh, if you're joining us online, we encourage you to, to uh, click on that uh, no, the Bible tab on the Riverwood online platform. If you're with us here at home, grab your, your Bible or your Bible app on your, on your cell phone or your iPad and uh, turn to uh, Psalm 46. I've got my little uh, ESV handheld here. Uh, it's on page 471. Maybe it's on page 471 for you or perhaps a, a different page number. So I'm going to read Psalm 46. Uh, Psalm 46 is also going to be up on the screen. And then we're going to pray and uh, dig into God's word together. So here we go, Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habituation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts 
is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Will you pray with me? Dear God, whether we're at home today, whether we're on the road, whether we're here in Drossy Hall, Lord, I, I pray that you would speak to us through Psalm 46. As we sang earlier today, Lord, I pray that our takeaway today is that only Jesus, only Jesus is the satisfaction that we would have in life. And that, Lord, the midst of challenging times, the midst of what seems like uh, burdens that lay heavy on our shoulders in our world today, Lord, that we would be still and know that you are God. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would be with us here today. I pray, Lord, that the words of my mouth would be straight from you, Lord, that as we consider four things in Psalm 46, we'd be encouraged to grow closer to you today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, hey, there are, there are not one, not two, not three, but there are four things I think we can learn about God today as we dig into Psalm 46. So here we go. In verses one through three, we learn that God is our protection. So if you, if you just like take a look right now at Psalm 46, verse one, you read this. God is our refuge and strength. Okay, so God is our refuge and strength. So refuge, I actually had to look it up. Like I really didn't know what refuge meant. Refuge is a place to go for safety. Now, I'm not talking about like your basement when there's severe weather, like that type of physical place of safety. Or maybe as you think about like war and craziness, like a a war bunker. We're instead talking about this, this vision of where to go when things get tough in life. For some of us, it's food, right? Like I don't know about you, but sometimes after my kids go to bed at night, it's like I just need something sweet right about now. All right? For some of us, we, you know, we get our cell phone out and we just start scrolling through social media or Pinterest. We just need to binge on Hulu or Netflix. And none of those things necessarily are, are all that bad. But one thing about all of these things is they are temporary. They are temporary refuges for us in life. They pale in comparison to the protection and refuge that God wants to offer us today through Psalm 46. Here's what I mean by this. How many of you have seen the movie Happy Gilmore. Anyone seen that movie? It, it's, kind of, it's not a new one. It's like rented on DVD or VHS or something like that. It's not new, but for those of you that haven't seen Happy Gilmore, Adam Sandler is this hockey player turned golfer. All right? And for whatever reason, he decides that he's going to start playing golf, and he actually gets pretty good at golf. And so there's this guy named Chubbs who, who becomes like his golf coach. And, and like a lot of us, if any of you have played golf before, like golf is, is very much a mental game. You have to really have your mind focused to be good at golf. And so that's Happy's problem is he doesn't have a very good mental game. And so his coach Chubbs is always telling Happy, Adam Sandler, to go to his happy place. All right? And so Happy has his happy place, which involves like thinking about his grandma and all these other like fun things in life. And so when, when, when Happy goes to his happy place, he plays good golf. 
But if you follow the movie along for a while, all of a sudden when Happy goes to his happy place, instead of it helping him with his golf game, it actually becomes destructive for him in his golf game. And that's what these temporary refuges for us in life are like. They can be good for a while, but then sometimes they become destructive for us in life. You see, Hebrews 13 says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. In our verses today, it says that God is very present help in trouble. Because Jesus Christ is the same, we can trust him to be our refuge and our protection. So we know that God is our refuge. Let's get back to verse 2. So verse 2 says this. Verse 2 in Psalm 46 says, Therefore, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What was that first word? Therefore. I grew up and listened to my dad uh, as my preacher since I was in third grade, and I heard my dad say this so many times. Anytime we're studying the Bible, we should always ask, what is the therefore, therefore? Some of you have heard this too, right? What's the therefore, therefore? And so what's it say in Psalm 46? It says, therefore, we will not fear. So God is our refuge and our strength. Therefore, we will not fear. Our protection, you see, is not in better circumstances or even avoiding problems, but our, our protection is in God alone. Have you ever thought about this? When we fear, we are actually doubting God's provision. When we fear, we are actually doubting God's provision. A.W. Tozer, in his book, Knowledge of the Holy, said this, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. What comes into our mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Is God this person that we just pray to before every meal? Is God just this person that we pray to before we go to bed out of ritual? Is God just this person that we think about when one of our family members is sick? Or is this God our actual protector? The person, the place that we go as a refuge. You see, God is always available for us in conversation. He is our, our eternal source in times of praise and in times of need. I will never forget where I was in the fall of 2016. I was walking around with, with Cassie and the family. We were just on a family walk around the neighborhood. And I got a phone call from my mom. Here was the news that my mom was sharing. Your dad has just been admitted to the emergency room. He had not been feeling well for a couple days and just really couldn't figure out what was going on. So my, my mom decided to take him to the emergency room in Cedar Rapids. And she told us... Um, when, they were, when we were in the emergency room in Cedar Rapids, they said these words, your dad has blasts in his blood. I didn't know what that meant, but as it turns out, when, when a medical person says that, that you have blasts in your blood, it often means that you have leukemia. And so they sent my dad in an emergency ambulance ride down to the University of Iowa Hospital, and that's where my mom was calling us from. The diagnosis was not good. And so my dad was admitted for over a month to the University of Iowa hospitals to receive daily leukemia treatments. 
a couple weeks in, we could finally go and visit my dad. And ironically, this is in 2016. We had to wear a mask at that time. I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. If we have to wear a mask to visit my dad, like it must not be good at all. And so I remember visiting him in the hospital. And I, I just anticipated it was going to be a really downer conversation because like who can be happy about a diagnosis of leukemia? But my dad, surprisingly, was in good spirits. In fact, here's what my dad wrote in a letter to me, my family, and other loved ones not too long after we visited him in the hospital. He said this, I was not afraid of dying. I know who my Savior is. And I believe there is a real place called heaven that God has for those who believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. I was scared of the possible suffering. I don't like pain and I don't like to suffer. But I vowed to trust God in faith that he was with me if there was to be some kind of hard days. How can a person with a leukemia diagnosis not fear God? It's because my dad's view of God, he knew that what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. My dad knew that God was going to be his protector, whether, whether he died at the University of Iowa Hospital later on in life or otherwise. You see, God wants to be our permanent happy place. He wants to be our refuge. God is our protection. The second thing we can learn today comes from verses four and five, that God is our provider. God is our provider. Now, hold on. Let me first explain what this verse is not talking about. I'm sure that some of you have like heard a pastor or read a book or heard about churches that teach something along these lines, like, oh, God is our provider, all right. The more that we trust in him, the more that he will bless us. Or some churches will also say, oh, wow, things aren't going so well in your life, like, what did you do? Like, you don't have enough faith in God? No, that's not this type of prosperity teaching that we're going to hear about in Psalm 46. In fact, here at Riverwood Church, we believe instead that we are worse off than we think and that we are more loved than we can imagine. If you were to, 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 read, to read really close what it's saying here in verses 4 and 5, it's talking about this, this, this river that streams make gold in the city of God. Like, is that some kind of crazy metaphor? Well, let me just unpack that for just a, a moment. The city of God was often referred to as Jerusalem. And if you were to look on a map, there is no river going through Jerusalem. In fact, the Jordan River is the closest river to Jerusalem. It's about 20 miles away. And so for the city of God to be thought of as to have a, a, river, a, a river running through it was a pretty crazy thing. Water, if you didn't know it, was viewed as a means of consistent provision. God consistently provides for us in ways that we do not immediately or even in hindsight imagine. The verses Psalm 147, 8 and 9 are now up on the screen. It says this, He, God, covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares rain for the earth. He, God, makes grass grow on the hills. He, God, gives to the beasts their food and to the young ravens that cry. We've all been there, right? That winter storm that comes by and it cancels our plans and we're like, oh, how could that be? 
Yet the, there's a person down the road who is just praising God, saying, I am so glad I got snowed in tonight. And for some of us, that's the pandemic, right? Like some of us are like, woohoo, more time to spend with my kids at home. And other of, us, other of us are like, I don't know how I'm going to even get through the next day of social distancing and quarantine. In, in Psalm 147, it says, he prepares the rain for the earth. Why? Because that's what the earth needs. God knows what we need and he provides it. I'm sure you're familiar with Philippians 4:19. It says this, "And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches of glory in Christ Jesus." Philippians 4 doesn't say that God's going to that God will supply some of our needs. Philippians 4 doesn't say that God's going to provide a little of our needs. Read the verse to yourself right now. It says that he'll provide all of our needs. God provides what we need it, all of it, even when it doesn't make sense. Let me repeat that. God provides what we need and all of it, even when it doesn't make sense. If you're at home tuning in or if you're here at Drosty, it's going to sound crazy. I want you to repeat after me right now. God provides what we need and all of it, even when it doesn't make sense. So, so far we've talked about God being our protection. We've talked about God being our provider even when it doesn't make sense. The third thing we can learn from Psalm 46 today is that God is our power. If you read verses 2, if you read verses 6, 7, 8, 9, you, I mean, you read some pretty crazy stuff like the nations rage, the kingdoms totter, which just means the kingdoms fall. God utters his voice and the earth absolutely melts. That's crazy when you think about it. Yet, yet, in our daily lives, sometimes we, rather than God, want to have that power. Now, we may not say that, but here's how it plays out for, for you and for me. And, and I'll take credit for doing this often, right? The, the, the next election comes around, and we think to ourselves, and we say out loud, well, if my candidate doesn't get elected, then, or there's some, you know, issue going on in social media, and, and if we just can't change that, then, or for some of us, you know, if it's not three or four lanes on Bremer, then, <laughs> right? Or if the ozone layer doesn't change, or the, the gaps in the ozone layer don't change, then, you see, we want to be in control of these issues. But we live and we forget how big God is because we instead want to be in control. Uh, we experienced that at the Townsley household this week. Um, one of my sons was so confident, there's a picture up on the screen right now, one of my sons was so confident as he saw Cassie's sandal that a bird had pooped on the sandal. Now, wh why, right? Because we have been talking a lot about bird poop at our house. Because out on our deck, there has been a lot of bird poop on the deck. And so he was confident that, that a bird had pooped on Cassie's sandal. And it took a lot of convincing and otherwise to share with my son, which I won't name, he'll confess later too if he wants to, that this is actually a remnant of a sticker on the sandal and not bird poop. But that's, that's us, right? That's us. We think there's a lot of bird poop out there. We want to be in control. 
rather than realizing that God is our power and, in our, and, and, and he's the one in control. You see, in all of these social issues, these election things, whether it's the next uh, Supreme Court justice that you want to get appointed or not, no matter what happens, no matter who's elected, God is our power. Every single time the sun has come up the next day, the sun's going to come up the next day after the November 2020 election, no matter what happens. God is so powerful, it says in our scripture today that he can move mountains. If he can move mountains, he is more powerful than any government or social issue possible. So we've learned so far that God is our protection. We've learned that he is our provider. And we've also learned that he is our power. The fourth and final thing we can learn from our scripture today is that we can know that God has a purpose for our lives. And that comes from verses 10 and 11. Verse 10 is, is really our focus verse for today. It says this, Be still and know that I am God. In the context of these verses, if we just read verse 10 alone, that's, it's great, right? Like, hey, just be still and know that I am God. But if you back up and actually look at the context, I mean, look at verses 8 and 9. We're talking about wars here. We're talking about spears. We're talking about chariots of fire. We're talking about being still and know that he is God in the midst of absolute craziness and, and, the, and the weight that, that burdens our shoulders right now. That is the world that we live in today. The Hebrew, word, the Hebrew word for no here is not like an intellectual no. It's not like when we wake up at our house in the morning and say, Alexa, what's the weather forecast today? It's not that type of no. Instead, it's, this, it's an internalization no. We need to know who God is and what his purpose is for our life. Cassie and I started dating in uh, our senior year at Wartburg. And the best way to describe it is, uh, is Psalm 63, in which the psalmist David says this, O oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. You see, when Cassie and I were dating at Warburg, there was no such thing as text messaging. There was no such thing as Facebook or Wi-Fi or really even laptops. And I wasn't much of a letter writer, but I loved to email Cassie. And so I would send her an email, and in between class, I was, so, I was so eager, I just thirsted to hear from her, that I would sometimes take a detour to the library so I could log on to the computer real quick and just see if she emailed me back. I thirsted for her. I wanted to hear from Cassie. You see? And that's the type of relationship that God wants to have with us. That's God's desire for our relationship with him. He wants to be our protector. He wants to be our provider. He wants to be our power because he has a purpose for your life and for mine. So how do we go about being still and knowing that he is God? I think there's three just real quick things I want to share with you that we can do to be still and know that he is God. First, we need to read his word. We need to read his word. We can't get to know who this God is without knowing his commands. Just like I couldn't get to know Cassie as a person without spending time with her. And so I want to encourage you to dig into God's word this week. For some of us, it's going to mean opening up our Bible, right? Just open up halfway and see what, what psalm am I landing on today in this summer of psalms. 
For some of us, it's going to mean getting the Bible app loaded on our phone. Whatever that means for you, I would encourage you to read God's word this week as you are still and know that he is God. For some of us, the second thing we can do is we can pray, pray, and pray. Our growth group here at Riverwood Church uh, that, that we're in, uh, we, we share our prayer requests through this app called the Echo Prayer App. And what I love about the Echo Prayer App is if you set it up right, I encourage you to download it. It will like send you a notification to pray for someone that you have set it up for. And so I get a notification every day to pray for certain people. That's a way that we can be still and know that he is God. There's a third app or a third practice I found out about this week I want to encourage you to consider. It's called the One Minute Pause app. The One Minute Pause app. If you download this app on your phone, um, it will send you notifications as well. And for one minute, you can watch a video being encouraged to be still and know that he is God. Verse 10, though, in, in Psalm 46, goes on to say this. It says that God will be exalted among the nations and exalted in the earth. Do you know this God? Do you know this God that, that will someday and is being exalted among the earth? Not just the Bible stories that you heard growing up in vacation Bible school or Sunday school, but do you know this God? Do you know the big picture of the Bible and why this God wants to be in relationship with you? In Philippians 2, Romans 14, Isaiah 45, it says that God will be exalted above every name and every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and every tongue will confess someday that he is Lord. Let me end by telling you a little bit about this God of the Bible. Jesus says in Luke chapter 9 this, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? Friends, I want to speak to you real personally today. That refuge, that thing that you've been chasing in your life, it's temporary. And for some of us, it's easy to let go of that temporary thing. For some of us, though, it's time to let go of that temporary thing in a very permanent way and to replace it with an eternal source of refuge. And his name is Jesus Christ. If you're not sure about who this Jesus Christ person is, I am so glad you're tuning in with us today, Riverwood Online. I'm so glad you're here with us at Drosty Hall because that's why Riverwood Church exists, for people just like you to find and follow Jesus. There is a God who loves you. He loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for your sins and for mine. So much that in 1 John 1, 9 it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I want to encourage you today, if you're just thinking, you know what, I don't know who this Jesus person is, but I want him to be my refuge in life. I want to encourage you in just a moment to pray with me because that would be the ultimate takeaway for you from today's message. So you join me in prayer right now. Father, I thank you today for an opportunity to be still and know that you are God. Father, I especially want to pray for those with us today they want to respond and say, wow, God, I want you to be my refuge. 
If that's you today, I just pray that you would say to God right now, dear God, I am a sinner in need of a savior. I want you to be the refuge of my life. Lord, I want you to be the person driving my car and it's not me anymore. Father, I confess I'm a sinner and you are the savior of my life. God, for those of us here who are followers of Jesus, I pray that this week we would be reminded to be still and know that you are God in the midst of what seems like heavy burdens placed upon our shoulders in 2020. I thank you, God, for the chance to learn from your word today. I thank you for the chance chance to gather online or here at Drosty Hall as we seek to find and follow you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In lieu of communion today, um, Jake led us last week in a time of uh, confession and reflection. I want to do that in the spirit of being still and knowing that he is God. So I want to share with you a, a prayer model today. Maybe you're familiar with this prayer model. It's called the ACTS prayer model. Um, A stands for adoration. C stands for confession. T stands for thanksgiving, and S stands for supplication. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to briefly share a prayer in each one of these themes. I'm going to give you a chance for just about 30 seconds to respond silently wherever you're sitting with your own personal prayer of adoration, confession, thanksgiving, or supplication. And after this responsive time of uh, me praying and uh, you responding silently, um, our worship team is going to come up and lead us in yet another song. So please join me in prayer. Dear God, we adore you. We love you so much. Lord, you are the eternal source of our refuge. Lord, you bless us more than we deserve. Lord, we, we don't deserve your love. We don't deserve the fact that your son died on the cross for our sins, Lord, but we are eternally thankful for it. And we thank you, God, for sending your son, Jesus. Lord, we're going to take a moment right now and adore you. God, we also, um, as sinners, want to confess the ways in which we have missed the mark. Lord, I want to confess the ways that I have not loved my family as you have called me to do. Lord, I want to confess to you today the way in which I have not reached out to my neighbors and loved them as you would ask me to love them. Lord, I pray today that as we confess our sins collectively as a church, that we would know because of your son Jesus' death on the cross, that we are forgiven. Please now, in the, in the silence of your own chair at home or here in Drosty, consider confessing your sins. Lord, now we want to thank you. We want to thank you for the things you're doing here in Bremer and Butler County. 
We want to thank you for the things that you're doing, even in the midst of chaos around the world. We thank you, Lord, for the way in which you are using our missionary partner, Patrick Ray, in North Minneapolis to reach the neighborhood of North Minneapolis for Jesus in the midst of challenging times. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing here in Waverly to bring churches together as they collectively share the good news of Jesus Christ with our communities. Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus. Lord, now we're gonna take a moment and silently thank you for the things you are doing in our lives. And finally, Lord, we want to share our supplications for you, to you, Lord. We, there are many things that are heavy upon our hearts that we lift up to you today. We lift up those that are hurting in our community because of racial tensions, because of financial needs, because of spiritual needs. Lord, I pray that you would meet each one of their needs. We pray, Lord, for those that are in our hospitals that are sick from the coronavirus we pray for those that are unsure about what their next steps are in, in, in coming back into what used to be normal life. Lord, we lift them all up to you now in a time of supplication. Thank you, God, that you are a God that we, can sh- that we can adore, that we can confess our sins, that we can share our thanksgiving, and that we can share our supplications, our needs. Thank you, God, for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.